Jesus before going to the cross. And but first, I want to share a little story with you that happened to me this week. I have a beautiful cell phone. It's an Android cell phone. <laughs> All the people who have an iPhone, you know, they say, hey man, what's your cell phone? That's cool. I, I love to have a cell phone like yours. <laughs> so I had this cell phone for two years and I use my cell phone a lot for work. It's like literally I have to have my Bible and my cell phone on the other hand because that's just you know the type of work that I do. And for two years, as I used my cell phone, I even took it to El Salvador, you know, a few weeks ago. And I was like, okay, I gotta take care of my cell phone because you know people love beautiful cell phones. And sometimes things can happen. And when I came, came back to the States, I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna get a screen protector and a case, you know, for my phone because I had it for two years and I don't wanna, you know, drop it one day and then, you know, regret it because I drop it. So I went into the internet this week, like on Monday, I was searching, you know, for like about an hour and uh, I found a beautiful screen protector and a case, you know, that I was like, oh, this is gonna make my phone look more beautiful. So I was ready, and that stuff that I ordered came on Friday, you know, like about 4 p.m. But at 10 a.m. in the morning, you know, I was so excited. I was going on my break, and I was going down the stairs, and I had my cell phone with me. And as I turned around, you know, to go get a cup of coffee, guess what? I saw my cell phone flying, going like that, and, and it flipped, you know, several times, and I broke it. Uh, so my cell phone is, you know, got broke, and um, I got the screen protector in the case. I said, you know what, uh, it's a broken phone, but I'll still put it, you know, and it looks nice. <laughs> but as, as I was thinking about this story, even though it may sound a little funny, I said the screen protector in the case phone, I almost got them on time before they broke, almost, almost. And as I was thinking about the story of Jesus when he died and when he resurrected, we are celebrating here, we are very happy, you guys are all smiling and singing, but do you know that there's a lot of people out there who are missing the opportunity to celebrate? Either because they don't understand the celebration, either because they haven't discovered how great it is to have a relationship with God. And what I wanna share with you on the topic of the last six hours of Jesus, but I wanna focus specifically on the topic about the man who almost went to heaven. And I wanna invite you to open the scriptures in Matthew chapter 27. We're gonna read from the verse 11. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 11 says like this. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. 
Now, it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus the Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. When Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, crucified him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm innocent of this plus man, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, his blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Father God, I thank you. We thank you today for your, for your word, Lord. And uh, thank you for leaving this example in the scripture so that we realize, Lord God, that you speak to us in so many different ways from so many different places when you want us to pursue you, when, when you want us to have a relationship with you. I pray, Lord God, for, for people. I pray for us as a church that we pay attention when you are speaking to us, Lord God, and, and I also pray for people in the community, Lord God, who who hasn't or who haven't heard your word, heard your voice, I pray, Lord God, that you will use us as a church, Lord God, so that we go and talk to them about you. But I pray, Lord God, that you speak to our lives today and that your word becomes alive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So as I was thinking about this scripture, you know, this this week, I noticed that Jesus or Pilate, I want us to take a look at from Pilate's point of view, what happened in that moment when he was in front of Jesus. I don't know if you guys remember the movie, The Passion of the Christ, but the man Pietro, who played the part of Barabbas uh, in the movie, when they were filming the movie, he said that Mel Gibson spoke to him and said, I don't want you to meet James, you know, the guy who played the part of Jesus in the movie. I don't want him, I don't want you to meet him or talk to him. I don't want any connection with you guys right now. You're gonna be practicing the scene of Barabbas coming out and then giving the people the choice between Jesus and Barabbas. But I don't want you to meet James until the very minute that we start filming that part of the scene. So he paid attention to that, and uh, they were, you know, filming the movie, going to so many different places, and Pietro, uh, he was practicing, you know, that part before he had applied to be the Apostle Peter, but that was not vacant anymore, so he was given the role of Barabbas. So he was practicing.
practicing, you know, for several days, even weeks. And when he had the opportunity to film that play, that scene, that very scene that only took maybe like about five minutes, he said that as soon as he, as he came out and he started acting angry and like somebody who didn't have any control, as soon as he turned around to his right and he saw Jesus and he saw James who was playing the part of Jesus, he said that it was very, very difficult for him to act at that very moment because he felt such a strong connection coming from James who was, who was playing the part of Jesus. They finished the scene and then he testified that for so many years he had been searching an answer for the spiritual questions you know that he had. He went to the Amazon you know in Brazil and spent months over there trying to hear some type of voice that could that could give him some direction. He went to another country and, and was in the monastery for about six months, taking a, a silent vow to not talk to anybody, but just to, to pray and meditate. He went to India for several months to spend more time searching through meditation how he could get connected to God. And in just a few minutes, three to five minutes, when he acted, you know, that part, and when he saw James performing the part of Jesus, he had a conversion. And ever since, he has never been the same. And now he testifies that he has a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches us, you know, in this chapter, that God used different voices to speak to Pilate, who was the governor at that time, about the reality of Jesus. And I want us to pay attention in which ways God also uses different voices to speak to you. The Bible says that one of the first voices that Pilate heard, if you look at uh, the verse number 11, he says that meanwhile Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, you have said so. Some other translations of the Bible translate that as, you are saying that I am and I am. So the first voice that Pilate got a chance to hear was the voice of Jesus. Pilate had the opportunity to interview Jesus. Pilate had uh, a lot of experience, you know, when he came to being a governor, uh, establishing laws and following laws in the area, you know, where he was uh, governing. But he missed the voice of the one who is now, and we proclaim, is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, our Lord Jesus Christ. He had the opportunity, and the Bible says that as he was performing this trial with the priest of Israel, he was looking for ways to set Jesus free. He didn't want to crucify Jesus because he knew that, and, and we're going to read in the scripture, that the people, the high priest, and everybody who was accusing Jesus, they were doing it out of jealousy. They were doing it out of self-interest. Jesus had not committed any crime, and Pilate had the opportunity to listen to the word of God, to listen to Jesus himself, but he was not able to open his heart to the Savior that was going to give his life for him. Jesus speaks to us, you know, every time we come to church through the word. Jesus uses the scripture to speak into our lives. And it is the decision of ours. It is our decision whether we are going to take that step to follow God and start a relationship with him or just to maybe 
scripture, you're going to see that is a very clear voice that is going to speak into your life about how much God loves you, how much God wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus is going to speak through his word. If you read the book of Matthew, the book of John, the book of Luke, the book of Mark, you're going to see a lot of different things that took place when Jesus was being interviewed by Pilate. One of those things was that um, Pilate, you know, told Jesus, I, I have a lot of authority over here. I am the one conducting, you know, this trial. But Jesus said, hey, uh, my kingdom is not from this, this land. My kingdom is from another kingdom. And if I wanted to, I would have my servants rescue me and deliver me right now. But my kingdom is not from this kingdom. There was a time when even Pilate, he felt so strongly that there was something about Jesus that he couldn't ignore. That even Pilate asked, what is the truth? So what is the truth? Even he had questions. But he failed to listen to the voice of Jesus. As we continue to read, you know, that chapter, if you read with me in verse 14, uh, that verse says that, but Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. So I picture Jesus, you know, being accused of so many things and still looking at people with compassion. And Pilate was so amazed that he probably seen a lot of different trials throughout his life where innocent people were, gonna, were being accused of something and people were trying to defend themselves and maybe even cry, you know, because they were being accused of something that they had not done. But he was amazed at how Jesus controlled himself, how Jesus did not respond to the accusations. The only answer that Jesus will give to a question is, to the question of whether he was the king or if he was Jesus the Savior, then he would say, yes, yes, I am. And that was the only question, you know, that he would answer. But Pilate was not able to listen to that voice. There's a second voice that the governor failed to listen to, and it is found in verse number 18. I know women are going to love this point. Because it says... Yes, verse 18 says, For he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message, Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal in a dream because of him. I really believe that sometimes God uses our relatives to speak into our lives. God can use your parents. God can use your children, God can use your wife, your husband, and I think women should be happy to know today that God used his wife to speak to this man who could not see the clear signs that Jesus was the real Messiah, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's why I think you need to pay attention to your wife if you are married. You need to listen to her. Because Pilate, he was, he was feeling something. He knew that Jesus, there was something about Jesus that it was so, so powerful. But he, he was afraid of making that decision because of the high priests. Because of the crowd, you know, that was gathering. He was, he was thinking and thinking. 
says in verse 18, for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. So there was something in Pilate that was telling him in his heart that the reason why people wanted to crucify Jesus was because out of self-interest. It was unfair. It was not fair for an innocent man to be accused of so many things. So Pilate hears the word of Jesus. He hears the words of his wife, but does not pay attention to it. And now he hears the voice of his conscience, knowing that out of self-interest, out of jealousy, people wanted to crucify Jesus. And if you read the other books or the other gospels, you are going to realize that from then on, Pilate was looking for opportunities to, to set Jesus free. Even there was a time where Pilate said, okay, okay, let me talk to the high priest. And he went and talked to the high, to the high priest and said, I don't find any guilt in this man. This man is not guilty. What do you want me to do with him? Why do you guys want to kill him? And they continue to say, crucify him. He's violating our laws. They even got to the point where the priest lied to the governor by saying, Jesus has been preaching about us not paying taxes to the government. He wants to be the king. He says that he is the king. Because they knew that there was a law in the Roman Empire that if you didn't pay your taxes, you could be executed. They were saying so many lies. So Pilate asked to his, you know, his conscience, spoke to him. This is an innocent man. That was the third voice that he ignored. And then you know what the fourth voice is? As we continue reading the scripture, verse 24 says that when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was standing, he took water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, and said, I'm an innocent man of this man's blood, it is your responsibility. And all the people answer, his blood is on us and on our children. The fourth voice that Pilate ignored was the voice of the crowd. I think Pilate should have understood, or he understood it because he washed his hands. He knew that that screaming coming from the crowd saying crucify him crucify him sometimes the big crowds are not right sometimes the big crowds are shouting the opposite of what it should be done so he should have paid attention that the, why were the people so angry why the people were so angry at somebody that he knew out of self-interest out of jealousy, they wanted to kill him. But he was afraid of the multitude. And he said, okay, I'm going to hand them over Jesus to you. I'm going to set Barabbas free. But I'm going to wash my hands because I'm not going to be guilty of this man's death. And then Jesus was crucified. What I want you to understand this morning is that God speaks to us through so many different ways. God speaks to you in so many different ways from so many different directions. God spoke to Pilate through the word of Jesus himself. God spoke to Pilate through his conscience. He knew it in his heart what the right thing to do was. 
God spoke to him about through his wife, through a dream, but he ignored that voice too. And ultimately, God spoke to Pilate through the screams of the crowd, the big crowd. What kind of voice are you listening to today? Or what kind of voice are you ignoring today? As I was reading about the history of Pilate, the Bible doesn't say what the end of Pilate was. But historic tradition says that Pilate was removed from that province because he used to mistreat the Jews. And at the end of his life, he decided to terminate his own life. I don't want you to get stuck like me in my cell phone where I said, I almost got it on time. If God is speaking to you today, why not making the decision today? If God is speaking to your conscience today, why not making a decision to give your life to Christ and said, God, I, I may not be able to change myself, but I know that you can change me. I will make the decision. I will start a relationship with you because that is the right thing to do. That's what I need for me, for my life. I will do it. Do it right now. Do it today. Don't wait. If God is using maybe a relative of yours, maybe your wife, maybe your husband, maybe your parents to let you know that you need to make a decision in your life of when you're going to follow Christ. Or maybe the big crowds, you know, are shouting at you, go in this direction, go in that direction. But you know that the crowd is not right. You know that Jesus has spoken to you about following him and doing the right thing. Why not doing it today? Pilate was the man who almost went to heaven, but he ignored four voices that up until this day, we are still preaching about it. I don't know how God is speaking to you. Bible says in the Old Testament that God even used a donkey to speak to a prophet that was prophesying something. What is the voice that God is using to speak to you today? Let's pray. As we pray today, I want to make an invitation to you. If you have never received Jesus in your heart as your personal Savior, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, I have listened to your word. I have listened to your voice. I open the doors of my heart and I invite you to be my personal savior. Please be my savior and be my God and help me to have a relationship with you. In Jesus name. If you pray that prayer today, you have invited Jesus to be your personal savior. You have invited him into your heart, into your life. And I want to encourage you today to get involved start asking the questions of how you can develop that relationship with Jesus. If you are here today and you feel like you've been walking away from God and your relationship is not where it should be with Jesus, I want to make this invitation to you to make this prayer and just said, God, I have come today to this place and I have heard your word and I want to make the decision to renew my relationship with I pray that you forgive me all my sins. And I pray, Lord God, today that 
you continue to use different voices to speak into my life from all directions so that I can continue to grow in my relationship with you. Lord, I pray for the community around Agape. I pray, Lord God, that you will use this church as a voice to spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the resurrection and salvation. And I pray, Lord God, that people, we hear the voice, not only our voice, but the voice of their country.